Welcome to the dynamic teaching of Pastor Nife Ibiemi, lead pastor of Love Dominion Assembly International. It is his vision to unveil the culture of Zion through the word and discipleship. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Say this with me, say I'm born of God. That I'm the righteousness of God. Say I'm the righteousness of God. The greater one is in me. Oh, we say like this. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you understand what that means? So the greater ones, the greater one is in me. Say that. Say the greater one is in me. Say I'm anointed of God. Say I am too blessed to be cursed. You don't. Don't get that? Say, I am too blessed to be cursed. In the name of Jesus. You know, this confession is a confession of faith. And you're not saying those words because, you know, because you are, you have a strong gene. Or because, you know, you're saying those words because the word of God said so. Because the Bible said so. And that is who you are in Christ Jesus, okay? So you're saying who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's your reality. Say, I am anointed. Say, I am blessed of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Today we're going to be looking at the anointing of the Spirit. Or concerning the anointing, what it means to be anointed. Hallelujah. And hopefully, I believe God that we're going to have time to pray and to minister. Hallelujah. To minister the Spirit to us. Um, I got Goya oil. Amen. <laughs> Where is the Goya oil? Okay, let me, let me have the Goya oil. Where is God? Thank you. Goya. Is it Goya or vegetable cooking oil? Okay. All right. Okay, we, we, can, we can send it later. All right. Where is God? So we'll probably minister that today. Okay, we can send it if you don't have it yet with you. I mean, those, the protocol. Okay, you have it. Oh, thank you. All right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, Christianity is, is not, we've said it several times, is not some kind of religion. It is concerning the love of God for us, the power of the Spirit. It's about having a relationship with the Father. That's what we are into, is God coming to us as a father and pouring out himself into us. The pouring out himself into us. You know, um, uh, you know, there's some things that I, I think the Holy Spirit will help us to look at today. Now, when you hear the word anointing, what does it mean to be anointed? What does it mean to be anointed? Number one, to be anointed simply means there's no list, okay? No number one. Now, what it means to be anointed. For example, I know some of us have not heard that statement before. I'm, I'm so sure that some, like, some persons might not have heard the statement anointed before. Okay? So say you anoint, okay? It simply means to rub, to cover, to decorate. All right? So when you say this person is anointed, you're saying this person has been oiled. Hallelujah. I got an analogy, and I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, I think I used to tell us about, you know, for, for example, 
if you, the way you apply cream to yourself, okay, to your body, so what you're doing is that you're anointing yourself. Amen. So it's, it's, so it's in, a, in a day-to-day speaking. That is what it means to rub. Now, but when we are talking spiritually, like, for example, when we, when we say anointing, you know, within the circle of, you know, uh, our interaction as a Christian, okay, it also means rub too, okay, but may not necessarily means that you are rubbing your entire body, but it means there is a touch, there is a, you know, uh, there's a rub, I get what I'm trying to say, a rubbing, there's a rubbing, that's what it means, it means there's a decoration, hallelujah, and in the Bible, there's several times, for if you read from Genesis to Revelation, you would see uh, different occasions where persons were anointed, or the Bible would refer to as anointed. For example, Jesus, are we together, everybody? Jesus is called Christ, okay? The word Christ, like we said, is from the Greek word Christo. It means the anointed one and his anointing. So that's what it means. So the word Christ, you know, Christo, it is a Greek word, Christo. It means the anointed one and his, and his anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. That's what it means. So, and, you know, and, you know, very important in the Old Testament, we must know this. Nobody is just, you're not anointed just for the ceremony's sake. You are anointed to function. Are we together? Amen. Are we together here? There is an anointing to function. So, you have to follow me. There's an anointing to function. But one thing that I want us to you know, before we proceed further today, is to be able to differentiate certain things that is at work in us, or what is working. See, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge is power. And that is when you have the accurate knowledge, is power. And this this is what we are talking about here. We are not saying some knowledge that is Far-fetched, we are looking at we are looking at the scriptures. We are opening the scriptures. Hallelujah. So there are two kinds of knowledge. There's revelational knowledge and there is sense knowledge. There is sense knowledge and there is what? Revelation knowledge. Sense knowledge is what you know through your senses, what you perceive through your senses. For example, you would uh, you know, if you if for the first time, okay, if you put your hand your finger in the fire, it will burn you. If you are doing it for the first time, that knowledge remains with you. Amen. Through your senses, you have acquired certain experiences that, oh, next time you won't get close to the fire because this is what it is. For example, when we go to classes, to school, when we, those who are, you know, students or whatever, if you're working or you do, you're into business, whatever you're doing. Now, when you, when you learn something, it goes to your brain, your senses, you analyze it logically, Okay, in the, you know, in in, in 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 the sense realm, you know, and you acquire information that is sense knowledge. Are we together here? That is sense knowledge. There is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is what is revealed to your spirit by the spirit of God. Of course, it's not without the awareness of your mind. It does not mean your sense or your brain does not draw it, but this is revealed. And revelation knowledge 
is only found in Christ. Are we together here? Revelation knowledge is only found where? In Christ Jesus. So there is revelation knowledge and there is sense knowledge. Let me tell you something about revelation knowledge. Why revelation knowledge is powerful? Revelation knowledge is powerful in the sense that when something is revealed, when, when revelation is revealed to you, when Jesus reveals himself to you and you encounter him through revelation knowledge, okay, what happens is that you are prompted to do accordingly. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. For example, when, it is when the love of God is revealed to you, even though your senses sometimes might not be able to comprehend or they may comprehend it late, later, but there is a prompting to do accordingly. There's a prompting to act. Power is supplied to act. Did you get what I'm trying to say here? So when it is revealed to your spirit, through the spirit of God, there is a prompting to. There's always a prompting to act. Revelation knowledge empowers. For example, when you have a revelation of knowledge about prayer. So even as I'm preaching, I'm teaching, sometimes, even any Sundays that we meet here or anybody's preaching and teaching, sometimes, largely, what we expect is that the revelation of Christ will be revealed to you. Not that it will just stay at the sense realm. The sense realm, it just, it just stays at the level of your head and just your head is just increasing information. But your spirit and your mind must be able to what? To digest it. To internalize it in your spirit. It gives back to prompting. You are prompted to act accordingly. To act. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Nobody begs you to act. You just know you needed to act like this. Because the revelation of Christ is revealed to you. So we're looking about the anointing. Please don't be carried away. Follow through. So that you don't miss out. We're looking at the anointing. Now, just wanted to just straighten out one or two things. For example, when we, everyone as a believer, is anointed. Let us start from, let me say this. Okay, let's start from Luke. Should we do, no, let's start from Exodus. Let's do Exodus. Praise God. Let's do Exodus. We start from verse um, amen. Let's do Isaiah. Hallelujah. Let's do Isaiah. So, so that we just, I think Isaiah is a very beautiful, there is a story in Isaiah that I want you to get. I mean, it's so, so, so good. Let me just give you a story, a breakdown. So, now, the people of Israel, as usual, I mean, um, I hope you know that, for example, when we go to the Bible, when we read, you know, Israel stories in the Bible and all these stories, they are not fairy tales. Okay? They actually happened on earth. They happened years, like, centuries ago. Okay? And the reason why it's peculiar is because of the covenant, you know, relationship they had with God. And because Christ is the message. So that's why we are reading it. Okay, we look at the stories and we extract from it. You know, I remember some people say, "Well, every spirit of Jezebel." You know, for example, you know, you know, so that woman in there say, "You know, Jezebel, Jezebel spirit has entered into these these people." Jezebel. Now, Jezebel is just a name of somebody. Jezebel is not a demon. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, Jezebel is not in the spirit realm. 
It's just like saying, like, for example, like say, my name is Nife now. Okay? And maybe 10 years after, some people say, every Nife spirit, every spirit of Nife, are you going to try to say yeah? Jezebel is a name. And see, it, it has nothing, it's just, Jezebel is just a name. So, for example, it's just that, for example, if none of us, none of you may want to name your children Jezebel because of, of stigma. But, but, but some of you, how many of you are bearing, you bear praise here? Yeah, praise. Your name is praise. Okay. There's no praise here. Yeah? We used to have praise in the church. Okay, praise folks. No, wait, you know, Judah. Judah, you know, Judah means praise. Judah means praise. But we see Judas is carried. So we're every spirit of Judah. Or, you know, because Judas, Judas is, means praise. You cannot say. So we must be very careful about the way we begin to put unnecessary, um, you know, relationship around names. If any man is in Christ, is a new creation. Even if your name is Shongotope. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that, this is, listen up everybody, listen up. You know, if your name is, for those who are from India, yeah, if your name is Hindu, you know, Hindu, be praised. That is your name. When the, I don't know if there's any name like that. Is there any name like that? There is? There's a name like that. There is something that's similar. Yeah, you know, what I'm trying to say is that I'm maybe not into people. I'm talking about a name that is connected to a particular deity or a particular god. Okay, I'm not, I'm trying to give an example. Shongotokwe, you know, Ogusheni. I'm not trying to say yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say yeah. You know, all those kind of things. So what I'm trying to say is this, it's simple. Even if you bear such name and you 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 may you you can have such name and be moving the power of God. And your name is possible that your name is when Jesus be Jesus is coming back again. And yet there's nothing Jesus is coming back again in your life. Are you going to say yeah? It's not about the name. Of course, it will be it will, the thing is that it will be beautiful. What's the meaning of Mary? Self, I forgot the meaning of Mary. No, it's not mother of Jesus. It's something terrible. <laughs> the meaning of, is just see, it's just that, eh? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Something like a Mary means sorrow. Something like, a, something sorrow. Something, the name is very terrible. It, but, 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 but if any man see in Christ, now, as we, if they call her, if you call her Mary, what is going in your mind? I'm the mother of Jesus. So it's not, are you going to try to say, yeah? It's not about you should grow beyond that realm of, okay, you know, the name you know, is, is not, it's about the, when you, if any man is in Christ Jesus, purpose is changed. Not, nothing else matters except Christ. Because that's your new name now. It's now Christ. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Now, because, they, because our name, you know, has a connection to sorrow, does not mean that, okay, well, she won't be bearing that name again. Even as I've mentioned it now, did you even know that it was? Many of you have a planning to even name your son, your daughter Mary. But now, as I mentioned, ah, I will not go there. But I will not go there. But if you can, if you do research about meanings of names, you're going to be surprised. Are you going to try to say here? Judas is praised, but he deceived Jesus. He, he betrayed Jesus. Are you going to try to say? You know, um, 
this guy that said enlarge my territory. Jabez. He also had a particular connection to his name. But his experiences was different. The most important thing is that if any man, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 17, put it up. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things. If any man is in Christ Jesus, what matters the most is a new Christian reality. That you are in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm in Christ Jesus. I see, you know the reason why I tell you to confess this thing? Because the more you say it, you're not just going to say it in church. You say it when you wake up. The more you say it, the more your consciousness adapts to it. Say, I'm a new man in Christ. By saying I'm a new man, doesn't mean you say I'm a new woman. You understand what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to explain. By mean I'm a new man, we are not talking about gender. You're a human being. Okay? I'm a new being in Christ. You're a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, something happened in Israel. Okay? They disobeyed God. You know, they, I mean, in those days, you know, those guys are very good at, you know, disobeying God and doing things. And God told them to do something and they disobeyed. So after they disobeyed, there was a judgment that followed their disobedience. Amen? Everybody? They disobeyed God. There was a judgment that followed their disobedience. And the judgment was simple. God said he will, has, he will raise the Assyrian to lay siege over Israel and to dominate Israel. And they tortured Israel like the way Egyptians tortured Israel. And God said, a remnant will be left that we know him, that we reckon with him. Then after that time, he said, there will be deliverance for them, for Israel. Now, so that's why I just want to read it so that you understand it. Isaiah 11. So that's the story there that I want to read. Isaiah. Are you there? Isaiah 11. Um, did I say 11? Uh, I should be reading Isaiah 10, I think. 10, amen. Okay, two, good. We'll read, there's Isaiah 11 here anyway, but we'll read Isaiah 10 and we'll read verse... Um, Let's read from verse. Mm. Amen. Let's start from, ah, God. Where do we start from? Let's start from verse 5. Okay. Oh, Assyrian. Okay. Let's start from verse 1. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decree and that right grievousness which they have prescribed. Oh, let's jump to 5. O Assyrian, the rod of my anger and the staff in their hand is my indignation. Do you understand what that means? So he's saying the Assyrian is the rod of my anger. You know, the statement there means judgment. So let's keep reading. So there's a judgment upon Israel. The judgment is because of their disobedience. Okay, not just not because God just desired to be distributing judgment. The judgment was attracted because they disobeyed. Let's keep reading. He said, I will send him 
against the against an hypocritical nation, against the people of my wrath, will I give him a charge. I will give him authority to take the spoil and to take the prey and to tread them down like the mare of the street. Albeit, he meaneth not so, neither doth his heart think so, but it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations not a few. So, so this is the lookup. So Assyria does not did not know what was happening. That the privilege, I mean, what what he is doing. For example, he took charge over Israel. So he felt, you know, oh yeah, I, you know, because now there's a predicament on Israel. So he felt it was because he was too smart. So he, he didn't know that he was an instrument of judgment against the against the protical nation. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Let's keep reading. I'll follow in everybody. You have to follow me. Where, where did I stop? Seven. He said, now let's jump to eight. For he said, are not my princes altogether kings? Is not Kano as Kashemish? Is not Amat as Apad? Is not Samaria as Damascus? As my hand has found the kingdoms of idols, and whose graven image did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria. You see, you see, you see pride. Keep reading. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and Ahido, do so do to Jerusalem and Ahido? Wherefore it shall come to pass that when the Lord had performed his whole work upon them upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his eye looks. Verse 13. Are you following everybody? You have to follow. I'm trying to explain it so that. In the reading of the story, you know, because when you read Old Testament, some of you used to sleep, okay? You should not be sleeping. Now, you, as you are reading it, you are relating with the doings of God there. There's an oppression there. So the oppression is that this nation had disobeyed God. And now Assyrians are used as a rod of judgment. The same thing happened to Nebuchadnezzar when, they, when the Babylonian king, when he took the nation of Israel too. As captive, he became haughty and proud. He thought he was almighty, he was all there is. And God said, I will deal with him for seven years. He said he will be like an animal, he will be he will be like a beast of the field. He said, so that at the end of the seven years, he will know that God rules in the affairs of man. Even though you feel well, you feel you have this permission, you are you are doing this because of the disobedience of these folks. He said, But this is what okay, let's time is going. Oh my goodness. Are we together? Are you following everybody? Okay, let's keep reading. Where did I stop again? 13. Okay. Verse 14. And my hand. Okay. And he said, by the strength of my hand, I have done it. So, you're still talking about his pride, you know, how proud he is. Okay. But let's jump because of our time. Let's jump to 20. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smooth them but shall stay upon the Lord and the Holy One of Israel. So, he is prophesying a repentance season for Israel. That Israel, that the few of the Israelites, as at that time, will come to repent. Let's keep reading. The remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though the people of Israel be as sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return and shall be consumed or overflowed, decreed, okay, sorry, the consumption decree shall overflow with righteousness. What he's trying to say is that the judgment that has been released, okay, will be swallowed up by the righteousness of these guys. 
Are you understanding? So, so there have been so the judgment has been sent to them. The judgment is the king of Assyria. He said, but the time will come, the remnant of Israel will return. They will return with a sense of repentance, coming back to the Holy One, and give they will give up their idols. He said, at that time, he said the judgment will be overflowed. There will be a consumption. It will be overflowed by righteousness. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? So in other words, what they receive at judgment is because of their disobedience, their unrighteousness. So because of their unrighteousness, they receive the judgment. Are you following me? But now he says, righteousness will overflow the judgment. We are reading the Old Testament now. Let's just stay. Let's try to understand this within the confines of the Old Testament. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? There's no need to start thinking, okay, is it happening to me now? Is it what is happening in my life? Don't worry. Let's just stay within this confine. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? It's a struggling nation. So there's a season in Israel that they were struggling, same as they were when they were in Egypt. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. So look at verse 15. Is that 15? Okay, 20, okay thank you. All right. Uh -huh. Now, 21. And the remnant are written, okay, verse 22. For though thy people Israel be as the son of the sea, okay, verse 23. For the Lord God of all shall make a consumption, even determined in the midst of the land. Therefore, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of all, the Lord God of hosts, all my people that dwell in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod, and shall lift up his staff against thee, and after the manner of Egypt. Now this is prophecy. Amen. This, this, you know, this is another dimension. See, okay. In, in, you know, we were, we were looking at prophecy last week, okay? You know, like we can prophesy as believers. Now, there are, there are folks too who function in the office of the prophet. Okay, some, let me, let, me, let me explain to you, everyone listen. There are some who function in the office of prophet. Some are in the order of Samuel. The way Samuel does. The way Samuel does is different from the way Isaiah does. And it's different from the way Ezekiel does. In giving prophecy. Now, sometimes, some persons will see. So they will see. Like Samuel. They will see. They will explain. We will read that. Okay. I'm just diverting to bless your heart as a connection to last message. Okay. So, so there's another. This one, Isaiah is a bubbling type. The bubbling type in the sense that there's a swelling in the spirit. And he knows what to say. Are you going to try to say? He knows that he over this nation this nation, ah, you have disobeyed God. A judgment is coming, and it's the Assyrian. They will take hold of you. They will lay siege on you. He said, but even within, among the land, even though the, Israel, the Israelite is as plenty as the sun, he said, but among them, a remnant will rise. So he's saying it, it's not, it's not largely a sin. It's a bubbling in his spirit. And he, that's what he perceived, that, ah, I remember I saw somebody one time. I told you, I think I, I saw a man. And, you know, the man was walking, was doing something. I think the man came to see me. I can't remember exactly. Was he in Nigeria or here? Oh, Lord. And I saw that man. And immediately as I saw him, there was a bubbling in my spirit. And I knew that this man, you, he missed opportunities. I just knew. Okay? He was he's an old man, okay? And he was doing something, you know. He's doing... You know, I think it was a bricklaying job or something. And it was, you can see stress. It was stress. And I knew. And I told him. You know, I, I said it by the Spirit. And as I said, of course, I brought edification into it. But that's a bubble. I did not see. 
I did not see. I, I just knew. I, I just knew this is what I did, not, I did not see. I cannot say I saw when I did not see. I am trying to say. It happened to me one time like that. I was on a bike and I shared this. One. I was on a bike. There was a bubbling in my spirit. I just knew that this man had two daughters. And the two daughters are trying to go to universities and they can't go. He was a bike man in Nigeria. And I told him, I said, you have two daughters. I just knew. I knew. I did not see them. You know, but I said, ah, he saw. It's not everyone that's, it's not, the others are different. Samuel is the one that you should see. Some you should see. Samuel we see. Samuel say, as you are going now, you meet some prophet, three, several of them. Several of them will meet you. And if I, when you are going, you get to a place, you see, uh, you know, I know. <laughs> so you don't kill yourself on this thing. And even that few experiences, it's not like, okay, all the time I begin to have those experiences. No. Just few things. The other ones, we prophesy. After staring ourselves in the spirit, you begin to let loose by giving utterance to your words. Okay, let's keep reading. Don't worry. That's just a diversion. Are you following everybody? Where did I stop? 24. Okay, let's jump out of time. Now, verse 25. For yet a very little while, the indignation shall cease, and my anger in their destruction, and the Lord of all shall stir his scourge for, for him according to the slaughter of Midian, the rock of Horeb, as the rod upon the sea, blah, blah, blah. Verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that this burden, that is burden, shall be taken away off thy shoulder. Whose body will be taken away off thy shoulder? Exactly. Are you going to say So, and it shall come to pass that is burden. So, the burden of who? The Assyrians shall be taken away off your shoulder and his yoke from thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So, look at it. Let me explain this. Oh, simple. It, what I'm trying to say is this. If I some versions don't even have because of the anointing. I don't know if your version of some say because of part, whatever. Some don't even put it there. The thing is that the concept is this. Everyone listen up. Listen up. The reason why the burden, so how you get what I'm trying to say here? You can also receive a word for your life. See, I don't care, you know, if somebody, you may be struggling, you may be literally, you are struggling literally. Maybe you are looking, you are looking at home. Or you are struggling in your life, your family could be a sickness, a disease, or something. Now, this is the point. I don't know the background of what brought it, what, whatever. It, any background can bring it. It could be, it could be a disobedient background. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It could be any background. You can, you could have been, maybe you have been struggling. He said, the yoke shall be destroyed because of what? The anointing. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, are you getting what I'm trying to say here? It's simple. He said, the yoke shall be, he said, the burden shall be lifted up because of the anointing. So, in other words, when the anointing, so the reason why the burden will go and then you know, the Assyrian old we live is only for one thing because of the anointing. In this context, the anointing is the prophetic word that was released. So he has said it. That word is the anointing here. Now, let me say something. We're about to move a little further. Now, it, so that means anointing. We can't joke with the anointing. We can't joke with what? The anointing. You have to understand what means. What does the anointing mean? And how does it operate? Because if the burden will be lifted, if you have a struggle or burden in your life, and the burden will be lifted because they are anointed, then you should understand what the anointing is. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. If somebody is trusting, you have somebody has the fruit of the womb, trusting God for the fruit of the womb or something, or struggling in their life financially, it's possible you can trust the anointing of the spirit to break every yoke and lift bodies because it has been said. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? We will connect all this, we will collect all the puzzles now. But I just want you to follow. You know, when people say where, people say something like, okay, uh, anointed man of God. I've told us before. Anointed man of God is in town. It is not like that. Because people mix anointing and power. They are two different things. They are two different things. They say, well, this person, this man is anointed. It is true the man is anointed. I'm not saying the man is not anointed. But when people say, you know, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. The anointed is talking about here. Is uh, you? Is he was talking about the children of Israel, the entire nation. He's talking to the man of God. He said, "Don't touch it. Touch not my anointed." The Bible says he rebuked kings for their sakes and said, "Touch not my anointed." He was talking about the entire people of Israel. The Bible said the entire nation of Israel when they left Egypt, they were moving from nation to nation, and God rebuked kings for their sakes, telling the kings that touch not my anointed, my anointed as a nation. And now, as a believer, you are the anointed of God. Look at that. Look at what 2 Corinthians 1 21. 2 Corinthians 1 21. Or 1 20. Let's do that. 2 Corinthians. Are you there? 1 20. What does it say? Yes, 21. 21. Go to 21. Thank you. 2 Corinthians 1 20. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ. And has anointed us. Is this presence of past tense? I can hear you. Is this presence of past tense? So he said, he has anointed us. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? He said, he said he, this is in the New Testament. He said, he has anointed us. So you are anointed. He said, he, he said now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. See, I'm anointed. Let me tell you why this is important. Because if you are not anointed, you are out. Because you're anointed, you are out. When I mean you are out, you are out of the supply of the Spirit. Because, okay. Okay, look at, look at Exodus. There are so many terms that we mix together. We mix being sensitive to the spirit, receiving from the spirit, they are all terms. For example, it's very possible for someone to be anointed and yet the person is not sensitive to the spirit. It's very possible. It's very possible for someone to be anointed and yet the person is not releasing the spirit. It's very possible. So sometimes we mix those terms together. But look at it. Don't forget, you are what? You are anointed. Did you see that? Good. Now look at Exodus. Just read some scriptures there. Exodus 28. Exodus 28. Just read some few scriptures. Exodus 29. Read some few scriptures that about 20 years, rather. 28, 28, 49, 41. So just read few scriptures that relate to 41. Look at it. So he said, and thou shalt put 28, 41, and thou shalt put upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him, and shall what? 
anoint them and consecrate them and sanctify them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. So he's saying that these guys, he said, you anoint Aaron, anoint him. Now, like I said, by anointing Aaron, in, old, in the Old Testament, a king, no king is appointed without being anointed first. So to be anointed means, or a priest, so they will anoint them with oil. They will put oil on them. So he said, this guy, he said, take Aaron and his sons and anoint them so that they will minister as priests. But look at it. If you read the word anointing, where they use anointing, he also put there, consecrate them and sanctify them. The anointing is that symbol. It's in the Old Testament, it symbolizes that. But the fact that he's anointed does not mean that he has the power yet. It's not, it's not the same thing. Are we together yet? Okay, look at it. Let's read another one. Uh, this is our time. Let's jump to, let's jump to First Samuel. First Samuel. Praise God. I have to rush now. First Samuel. I'm just going to stop wherever the spirit tells me to. Now, First Samuel, verse one, fifteen one. Look at what Samuel fifteen one. First Samuel fifteen one. Fifteen one. He says, Samuel also said unto Paul, The Lord sent me to what? So, he said, Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. He said, Samuel also said unto Saul. The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over Israel. You see, we saw earlier, they anointed Aaron and his son as priests to minister. Now, we now see here again, he said, anoint Saul to be king over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Words of the Lord. Now, okay. I'm trying to. Okay. So, the Lord has told me to anoint you. So I anoint you. So now, hear the voice of the Lord. All that. So let's go again to um, 10. Go back to 10. So where it was. And it, so look at it. So we read, what we read now is 1 Samuel 15, yeah? So in 1 Samuel 15, he said, he said, the Lord sent me to anoint thee as king over Israel. He now says, listen, everybody, listen. Listen, I beg you. He now says, I have. The Lord sent me, so he's talking past tense, to anoint you king of Israel. He now said, therefore, hearken to the voice of the Lord. Hey. This is in chapter 15. In chapter 10, that was where he was anointed. Okay, look at chapter 10. I want you to see something here. Chapter 10, we read verse 1. He says, then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head, his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord, what, has anointed thee to be counted over Israel? Look at it. Listen, 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 listen. Now, look up, oh, look up. What, which one came first? The Lord's all, somewhere's own. Listen, which one came first? The Lord, thank you. He said, this is it. The Lord has anointed it. So this is it. There is a spiritual anointing and there's a physical anointing. Now, the physical anointing has no 
spiritual significance. Listen, okay, you have to get it. There's no, see, it is not as if Goya oil or vegetable oil that in God's equation, that when, as you are pouring oil on men, God will say, oh, that is my medium to move into you. No. No, 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 no. God does not use, God does not do that. Now, however, of course, one can release power into oil, handkerchief, water, and all those things. You're just releasing power to that thing. So maybe you send somebody to pray, all those things. And there's a reason for that. I'm going to mention that later. But this is, you have to understand something. It is possible for somebody, see, let me say, listen up, listen up, everybody. If you pour oil on somebody physically, and the Lord has not anointed the person, there's nothing. There will never be any functionality. There will never be any result. Are you going to friends say, yeah. What makes, what, what Samuel did was to physically present him of what God has endorsed in the spirit. So God has already anointed him. God has already anointed, so anointing is of the, of the spirit. God has already anointed him in the spirit. He said this, he said, it is because the Lord has anointed him or the Lord has robbed him with his spirit. That's why God told Samuel, go and pour oil on him. Now, by pouring oil on him, to men that are standing there, they see. Now, to, because if men are not men that are standing there, if they didn't see a significant ritual, they don't know that something tremendous has happened in his life. But he himself, look at what David has been. David has been killing, killing lions and all those things in the, you know, taking care. He has been functioning the anointing before he was anointed as king. Are you going to try to say, yeah? See, I've been serving as a pastor for, but before they pour oil on me, yeah. You know, some people say, some people are looking, somebody just pour oil on me, pour oil, go your oil, vegetable oil. See, if you vegetable oil or you pour gallon or 20, 50 liters of oil, they put you on you. If in the spirit there has not been any endorsement, it's a joke. Are you going to try to say, yeah? Even the words that we preach to you, they are anointed. It has to be. It has to be anointed because if it is not anointed, so anointing is not the same thing as power or the supply of the spirit. Look at what he told. So that, this is what happened in First Samuel ten. He said, and then Samuel took the vow of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, "It is not." He said, "Is it not because? Is it not because the Lord has anointed you that, as captain? Because you cannot just be anointed as a useless person." The reason why you are anointed is to function. That is why in 1 Samuel 15, the prophet came to him again. He said, ah, have I not anointed you? He said, then do. They're asking. In other words, the anointing upon him. Come, see, let me say, I told us before. I have told us here several times. It is not easy to be a pastor. I have seen. It is, when I mean it's not easy, it takes the grace and the supply of the calling of God. One moment you are emotional, you are excited, glory to God. We, of course, you are excited every time. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Even when things are not palatable, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You, you, you call this person, somebody calls you, pastor, 
this is what is happening. I'm in labor room and blah, blah, blah. Or this is happening. You're emotionally affected. Say, ah, oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree with prayer. Uh, and the next moment, somebody's going, Pastor, my wife just delivered glory to God. You have to glory, hallelujah. You, so you see, emotional, you're emotional, you're doing like this. Bam, bam, bam. Like in Cotico. In the next seconds, another, I pass my score, so we pass. Wow, and you have to be happy genuinely. You are not faking the happiness. So you don't fake. You are happy. You are happy, and you have to be also mourn. You have to be sad genuinely. Genuine sadness, not the fake one. You are not acting it. He takes the grace of God now. Nah? He takes the grace of God. He takes, and I'm, so it's like saying that I can't do it now, and the Lord now comes to me. Ah, Nife, have you not been anointed to serve in this capacity? Then do it. I am coming. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's like say, for example, now you've been. Grace as a singer, as a music minister. And I said, I don't know what minister guy, I'm shy. Have you not been anointed to sing? Start, start singing. Are you going to try to say, yeah? Are you going to try to say, you say, well, ah, you know, I know there's a healing flow, healing grace in my life. I said, ah, you know, ah, I'm shy. Have you not been, are you going to try to say, yeah? That is what he told Samuel. Samuel told him in 51. He said, look at it. Samuel said unto Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee. To be king over Israel, over Israel. Now, therefore, that's why I told you. I was talking to some people. I said, see, as a leader in your life, let me say this, as a spiritual leader or as a leader, if God has put you as a leader in his kingdom, never make sure you, you are careful of complaining. I remember somebody posted something. He said, all the, all the members, all the leaders in my church are useless. And I was a pastor. I was like, ah, 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 that is wrong. Because number one, the reason, the reason why God has put you there, even if the person is indeed they are misbehaving, eh, still, you know, it's better you don't say anything. Because you are there. You have been graced there to, to supply what is deficient in their lives. You are not graced there to, you are not graced there to perfect the perfect. The perfected. In fact, all of us have who is not perfect? Humanly speaking, none. It's the blood of Jesus that perfected us. That's why we will always trust in the ministry of the Spirit to help people, to bring grace to them. Nobody is perfect. It's the only ghost. It's the anointing and the blood of Jesus. That's the grace that we have. We are under that grace of, oh, the blood of Jesus. Look at Luke. Luke 4. Go there, Luke 4. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Look for 18. Look at Luke for 18. Luke chapter 4, 18. Look for. He says, this is Jesus speaking. After he, the Bible says he opened, he went to the synagogue. If you read from verse 16, he said he went to the synagogue and he read where it was written. Then verse 18, let's just stay with 18. He says, look at what he read. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. The reason why the spirit of the Lord came upon him is because he has been anointed. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? To be anointed is not the same thing as power. He said he has been anointed. So this is it. Every child of God, the day you receive Jesus, you have been anointed. The reason why, that's why, see, that's why sometimes, okay, there are times when a man will heal the sick. We raise, we do all those things just because 
is anointed. Oh, well, let me let me tell you. Let me let me say this so that it makes it simple. It's because you are a child of God. You some you can as as child of God, because every child of God is anointed. Because if you are not anointed, you can't be the child of God. Because it is the spirit of God within you. So sometimes we call it what we are saying now. Some persons will call it this anointing within. But largely in the scriptures, everywhere anointing is mentioned simply means God has done something in your spirit, has assigned you, rubbed his spirit upon your spirit to function. So, are you, am I communicating to you here? So, everyone, the day you receive Jesus, you have been anointed. It's because you are anointed. That's the reason why, as a child of God, you can pray that God, in Luke Luke 10, uh, look when he says, you know, if, if, if any of you ask your father stone or bread and all those things, will he give him stone? He asks, he says, ask and it will be given unto you, good measure and all those things. Then he said, no, not that thing. He said, if you now ask, how much more will your father give the Holy Ghost to you? So in other words, you got, the reason why you would pray and say, Father, supply your spirit. And he would supply and pour his spirit is because you have been anointed. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Praise God. The anointing of the spirit is what attracts it. So now, look at that. Look at what, look at what we read here now. Everybody. He said in that Luke 4.18. He said, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to do this, to do that. That's the reason why the spirit of the Lord is upon me. In Luke, for example, in James, in James we see in the scriptures, for example, we see where people, uh, amen, in James, you see, they say, if anyone is sick, so we see another application of the anointing, for example, he said, if anyone is sick, let him call on the elders, and they will anoint the person with oil, and the prayer of, let's, it's better we read it, okay. James, because if I, James what? James 4, James 5, thank you. James 5, James 5, 14, okay. Look at it, James 5, 14, everybody looking, look up. He said, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them what? Pray by him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, in other words, it means that we cannot say, oh, we will not use Goya oil or vegetable oil. But, or whichever one that you're using to cook. But this is it. Next verse. It is not the oil that heals the sick. Look at what is healing the sick, everybody. Is it, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, look at everybody listen. Why? Why do we need to take Goya oil to the person? Number one. Mm. Should I? Maybe I should not say it. Amen. Okay. It's simple. It's the same thing as the ritual of baptism of water. For example, if a man is deep inside water and coming out of water, he goes in water or batumi water, it cannot be water. That is making men a new creation. It cannot be. 
I repeat again, it can never be. In other words, if a man goes inside water and he swim and he's going up and down, up and down, inside Batumi water or potty water or wrecky water or whichever kind of water or swimming pool and they enter and come out. If the person has not confessed that Jesus is Lord and has not received Jesus as the Lord as ever, the water swimming is useless. Because the intention of swimming in water is to publicly say, hey guys, this is what I just believed. I believe Jesus died like this and on the third day he rose again. That's what we are trying to say. It's a ritual. It's a physical ritual. I use the word ritual or ceremony. The implication is not spiritual. Where there was no time I was inside water and I came out of water and started talking in tongues. We have seen such experiences. Okay, It is, it is what broad tongues is not water. What brought tongues is your faith in the cross. Is that point of the spirit. And it, to you, both of them collided. You experienced that. You brought that experience there. For me, that, that did not happen to me. Are you going to try to say yeah. The same thing, the same thing with taking a gege bread. Are you going to try to say? Taking um Georgian bread and uh, randoli, I'm sorry, and wine, juice. And say, because see, let me say, I bake bread. I told you before. It is, I break the bread. I bake bread. After baking bread, and we cannot say this bread literally is Jesus' body. You know, see, in the real sense of it, I mean, think it now. I mean, it does not make any sense. Are you going to try and say it? What we are trying to say is this. We are trying to explain. Why are we explaining? We take a whole loaf, a whole loaf of bread. We cut into pieces. And people take it. And we say, okay, eat. Now, what we are trying to explain is this. That Jesus on the cross, as a whole body, tore his body, broke his body. The revelation, the power is not in bread and juice. The revelation is not in carnal things. The revelation is in the cross. It is the cross that saves. Are you going to try to say, yeah, the same thing, the oil, 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 oil. Goya oil, because I make the oil oily. So, Goya oil is not the connection. What the power that saves, okay, is in the spirit. So that's why, listen up everybody, listen up. That's why he told, I love what God told somewhere. He said, he said, he said it is because you have been anointed by God. That's why I am doing this. The guy that you are going to pray for that is sick, is anointed of God. He has divine healing in his spirit. Are you going to try to say you that you are going with the oil, you have the power of God and power of faith, and the elders are coming together. When you what? Let me let me try to tell you this. What I'm trying to say is that it is easy to carnally explain. I use the word. That's what I, I was not trying to use. Is to is a carnal. All those things I mentioned that water, you know, break bread and you know oil, goya oil and all those things is a carnal physical explanation. So it is easy for the carnal mind, okay, to relate with it quickly and it sparks something within them. Are you going to try to say? The faith is not towards water. Neither is it towards agege bread and juice. Neither is it towards goya oil. This today, I will say, let us get the goya oil. I had goya oil. We had goya oil in the office before. I had plenty of goya oil. I've used goya oil to minister healing to people. And I, I'm not saying that, oh, of course, we do communion service here. We do, if I, 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 what I've, I've not done any before, to anybody, 
Okay? But if anyone desires to be, we'll take you, we'll baptize you in the name of the Father. But I've done a lot of baptism of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Let me tell you this. How can, just that, this is of everybody. Look at how ridiculous this is. Protocol, forgive me. Look at how ridiculous, listen everybody, listen. Look at how ridiculous this is. That a man will boldly say, I have been baptized in water. But you have not experienced the baptism of the Spirit. It is ridiculous. It's like saying that they have poured oil on me, and yet there has not been the anointing of the Spirit. Are you going to say, yeah, why you should be seeking your water baptism, glory to God, because water baptism, what you have done, you are okay, well, you are baptized in Jesus, you know, you, know, you recognize Jesus and God rose him up. That is good. It's significant. It's awesome. It's super. But what you should long for is the infilling of the Spirit, the supply of the Spirit. Are you going to say, Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. You are anointed. And that's why you deceive. So, where we minister, let me say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I must say this thing because we are going to pray. I have to say this one because this is very important in today's message. David was anointed three times. Amen. David in the Bible was anointed three times. The first time when Samuel, they, they found him, he went to his father's house. And they said, oh, okay, okay, where is he, where is he, where is he, where is he? And you know the story, they found him. Because they thought it couldn't have been him. Because anointing is not by, by size. And David came, David was coming, was very dirty. And as he came, they said, that's the Lord's anointed. They anointed him. So, but of course, before they poured oil on him, you and I know, the guy has been killing lion. You, then you think it's easy to kill lion? The why would they anoint him in the presence of his that They will know that. As in, I am working seriously in his life. Me. I am working seriously in his life. And yet, he was very dirty, very rude. Hallelujah. God is working seriously in your life. In the name of Jesus. I don't care what your situation may be now. I don't care whatever it may be. You are anointed of God. You are, you, are, you are created for a purpose. I don't care how messed up you may think you are. I don't care how rude you may think your life has been. But you are anointed for a purpose. Listen up, listen up. That's the message. No, that's not even the message. This is the message. Then after a while, before when the king, uh, king Saul and everything, they now anointed him over a district in Israel. I think it was Judah. He was first king of Judah. Let me put this. I, don't, I think I wrote it there. <laughs> yes. Then, uh-uh. Uh-uh. See, let's celebrate our media. Uh-uh. Kilo day. Praise God. Uh-uh. Quickly. I like it when they make things easy. Hallelujah. Yes. Look at this. He said, and the men of Judah came, and there, and there they anointed David King over the house of Judah. Look at this. Oh, this is second oil. Let me explain to you the territory of Judah. See, let me say this. See, listen. This Judah that they just anointed him over, has he not been anointed to take Judah before? He has it in God has anointed him, preparing him for that capacity to take over. But the physical demonstration. He's also not useless. He's a steering of faith to take territory or to steer up 
either portion of what has been deposited. Look at it. Paul told Timothy, he says, tear up the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of hands of the Presbyterian. In other words, the gift of God has been in him. But when the Presbyterian came and laid hands on him, okay, he starts, he facilitates, thank you. So there's a facilitation of it. So this guy, David has been king, has been anointed king over this territory, over the entire territory by God in the spirit. But facilitating it, there must be a physical demonstration of it. Of ministering the spirit. Are you getting friends? He said, yeah. The same thing with the guy that was sick at home. That they said, to, to help him, to facilitate it. They bring in connection so that his senses will be aware of what is aware. What is, because he's not going out. It's like I told you, he's in the cross. Are you following me, everybody here? The same thing. That's why the third one, the third time, David was king over the entire Israel. That was Second Samuel 5, 3. Sounds like it's there again. Hallelujah. Sounds like Look at it. And so this is another one. He said, so all the elders of Israel, remember the other one, it was Judah. They came together and they made king. They made him king over them. And they anointed David king over Israel. That's why sometimes, see, sometimes, sometimes in our life, prophetically, we need such facilitation. Are you know what I'm trying to say here? We need such facilitation. Sometimes as your, it's not as if God has not, you know, sometimes some of you, for example, you're praying your closet and God has told you that you will, this is what will happen in your life. You are going to be president of the whole, you know, Africa. Or the whole world. Are you know what I'm trying to say? But you are know that I am anointed. I'm not even saying, because if God, the Lord will anoint somebody as a king, over Israel. This is practical, not a fairy tale. I'm saying that you can be also to function in certain capacity. God anoints you. You can be an, an anointed musician. An anointed, you can be an anointed speaker. Now when you are speaking, you know some, sometimes, okay, I know except, except for those that are tired. It takes even the anointing of the spirit. When the man is, you're preaching, you're speaking, and people are glued and are listening. You know sometimes people, I'm not even talking, you know, I know some folks are tired. They can be very, very tired. But they didn't sleep overnight. And they ate Eba before coming in the morning. Even during fasting period. Of course, they may sleep in service. The devil will help. Because that Eba will facilitate their sleeping. Are you going to try to say, yeah? I'm just saying that, okay? I'm saying, but naturally, but naturally speaking, you can't, as a believer, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We will continue next week, though. But let me say this to you. There's what we call, we are going to pray now. Amen. We'll pray now. And I'm going to agree with some of us in prayers. To facilitate what needs to be facilitated. Hallelujah. Especially for amazing things in our lives this year. Amen. But, but, but mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you. I am not introducing what is not there. I can never. Who, who is me? <laughs> I am. Who is me to be introduced? Was not there. What the Bible says: God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and blessings in Christ Jesus. What we do when we minister the Spirit is that we are sharing what is within. We are unlocking what God has deposited. That's what is happening. And, and let me say this: Let me say to everybody, listen. That's why even you, as a believer, eh, as a believer, I told you earlier. I said you can be. That's why we read earlier. I said. 
consecrating this with your that's why this fasting please be part of this fast we are fasting in church be part of it it's not a ritual that okay because we are doing every year just fast what fasting and consecration will do for you eh it will help you to release what god has deposited in you i told us i said see don't make it only when there is trouble that you fast and pray i'm saying please i'm begging you see pray let me say no matter how anointed i am i told us earlier listen up no, david saul he said ah, have you not been anointed they hacking so after you have been anointed you need to obey you need to do can uh, john g lake john g lake was ministering healing and raising the dead before he even received the baptism of the spirit i'm serious the bible said and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So what we receive when the Holy Ghost comes upon us is power. I told us, not even tongues. But 99% of the time, I will not say 100%, we see demonstration of tongues. Are we communicating here? There must be, so there must be deliberate obedience towards consecration. We must do that. It is not what we call in the church, okay, we are calling for consecration. You yourself as a person say, no, I'm a believer. I have the spirit of God in me because you know why? You are not your fasting and prayer. Listen, everybody. Your fasting and prayer will not curse God, but we allow him. I repeat, I'm not saying curse, curse, curse. It will not, it will not curse God. C-A-U-S-E. Fasting and prayer will not curse God. It will, it will an, allow him. In other words, you can inhibit the flow of the spirit in your life. So, but your consecration, your fasting, your devotion allows the flow because it's locked up in your spirit. You are anointed of God. You are anointed of God. The distribution of the anointing and of the power of the flow of the spirit is to the degree at which you yield yourself. Let me say this to you, brothers and sisters. If I yield my, please, Lord, please, Lord. Things are happening now. I mean, crazy things are happening. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, well, let, maybe we should put, maybe we, we will talk many things next Sunday. Okay, because we have because there's so many things to discuss. Let us pray. Let us pray. Because I really feel like saying a lot of things regarding the anointing of the spirit and how it's being used. But as a believer, you are anointed of God. Rise on your feet. Now there's a song. I, I, I was I wanted to sing that song earlier. I wanted to sing this song. It's a very beautiful song. He said, My head is exalted. Like the horn of the unicorn, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It was one of my music directors that composed the song. Well, I saw the song flying everywhere now. Some people are even claiming right to the song. But it's a very powerful song. You know, have you heard the song before? Yes. My head is exalted like the horn of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Psalm 92 verse 10. Put it up if you can. Psalm 92 verse 10. Of the unicorn I shall be. So that's where the song came from. He said, but my own shall be shall thou exalt like the own of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So when there was a fresh release of oil, it took a territory. Another release, it took another territory. 
territory was taken with what has been deposited. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? We can agree together. Sometimes, even your service in the kingdom of God can unlock a new territory in your life. I'm serious. Your devotion, your prayers can unlock new territory. Not necessarily every time laying on hands and all. It can unlock. Your service can be a means of anointing too. We fresh oil. He's exalted like the hell of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Oh, my head, my head. He's exalted like the heart of the unicorn. I shall. Spirit, talk in the spirit, talk in the spirit. If you want me to agree with you in prayers, I want you to come out. I'm just gonna lay my hands on you and we just pray together. I want you to come out. You want me to agree with you.
Amazing it is yours. By the reason of your anointing, yours are broken. In the name of Jesus, He is come to you now. He is come to you now. By the reason of your anointing, He Make sure you're praying the Holy Ghost. Make sure you're praying the Holy Ghost. I release you. I bring grace to you. In the name of Jesus. I bring grace to you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I bring grace to you. In the name of Jesus. I bring grace to you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Radabaka. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the anointing, yokes are broken. The burden is lifted. By the reason of the anointing, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. 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 Family, amazing things in the name of Jesus. Amazing things in your family in the name of Jesus. Amazing things in your family in your life in this year. Amazing things in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Amazing things. The call of God. Amazing things in your family. Amazing things. Yes. 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 Amazing things. The burden is lifted. In the name of Jesus. Yes. The burden is lifted. In the name of Jesus. The burden is lifted. I facilitate it by the power of the Spirit. By
will not elude you. You will not miss it in this moment. The power of the Holy Ghost is touching you right now. For you are anointed of the Spirit of God. You will move in the freshness of the anointing. You will take territory, says the Spirit of the Lord. You will take territory, new strike, new strike, abilities, things you couldn't do before. The anointing of the Spirit will make you to be able to function in those. Power is released to you now. The power of the Lord is released to you now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. I want you to hold your neighbor. Just to hold your neighbor. Hallelujah. Hold your neighbor. And talk in the Holy Ghost. 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 If you can talk in tongues. If you cannot talk in tongues, you can say, Father, I receive your spirit. The appointment of your spirit. I receive the appointment of your spirit. And right there, you can begin to pray in tongues. Because the Holy Ghost is going to fall on you now. The power of the Spirit will fall on you now. For those who are believing God for the, for the gift of the Spirit, He will touch you now. In the name of Jesus. He will touch you now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. 